0: Hi there, I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are, and by however you listen, as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. It's good to have you with us. Let me ask, have you ever heard this question? If this world was created by a good and loving God, who is all-powerful, then why is there so much pain and suffering and death? Well, both Christians and people who are not Christians ask this. Eventually all people want an answer to this question in one way or another. What would you, what do you say when someone asks you this? In my experience, at least one of the reasons why this question gets asked and almost always by individuals skeptical of God and Christianity, is because of what has been pounded into their intellect from the time they first set foot in school as young children. It is the teaching of biological evolution, which demands that there is no God. Rather, everything that exists must be explained by some kind of natural process. The Bible, they say, is a lie. Evolution Explains the Truth As we have made it our goal to provide a biblically-based argument against evolution, it is important we take into account the radically different ways the Bible accounts for pain, suffering, and death versus how evolution accounts for it. The truth is, God did not create the world full of death, disease, and destruction. God created a perfectly good world. In Genesis chapter 1, the Lord repeatedly calls what he made good and very good. Get this. God is indeed good, loving, and all-powerful. And at the same time, it is true, the world that God governs is ripe with what is bad and very bad. But the way to account for this is not to say God made the world like this, but rather our sin made it like this. As we saw last time, when Adam and Eve sinned, death invaded this whole planet. Death is the result of sin. Sin is why human beings suffer and all eventually die. Sin is why animals suffer and all eventually die. Sin is why animals kill each other. Sin is why people kill each other. And it is interesting, when we dig down into the fossil layers of the earth, we find there death, pain, suffering, struggle, thorns, and ultimately extinction. Certainly there is evidence of killing. We find creatures fossilized in the stomach of other creatures. And we find evidence of disease, Did you know that cancer has been found in dinosaur bones, as has arthritis? And many animal bones in the fossil record show evidence of being broken. And of course they do. But why? The Bible says it is because of sin which led to death. God created the perfect world, and there was no death until there was sin. Once sin entered the world, death followed with it, affecting all living beings just as God promised it would. And when God sent the flood upon the whole earth, written about beginning in Genesis chapter 6, the global flood that came as a result of sin, all the land-dwelling, air-breathing animals not on Noah's ark died, and their bodies with disease as a result of sin, were buried in all that sediment. So that when we discover them centuries later, and when the experts study the fossils, there they find disease. But those who adhere to evolution look at all of this another way. They conclude, and call their conclusions scientific fact, That millions upon millions of years of death, disease, pain, and suffering, of killing and being killed, has always been from what they determined to be the beginning. And this is what led to the existence of man. Death is a permanent part of history. As long as there is life, there will be death forever and ever. Again, God responds using his words. We have been reading them, studying and discussing them, Genesis 1 and 2 and 3. There was no death in the beginning. Man's sin brought death. Death is an enemy. But death is only a temporary part of history, and in the future, death will be dead. There will be no more death because King Jesus who overcame the enemy of death on the cross in his first coming, will come again and bring an end to all sin forever and ever. This is what the scripture says, and this is what we need to know in order to counter all the lies we hear from evolution. So, how do we account for death, disease, destruction, pain and suffering in a world created by a good and loving and all-powerful God? We account for this the way the Bible does, the effects of our sin. And let me just add one more insight from Genesis chapter 3 about how we can counter the evolutionary arguments for human origin. There is a verse that is helpful to point out when in conversation with a person who says we evolved from apes. To do so, I go back to Genesis 2 for a moment. As we have seen, in Genesis 2, verse 7, we read, The Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. You remember we talked about man being made from the dust. Well, after his sin, listen to the curse God put upon man. I am reading in Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. Then to Adam God said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you, and toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread, till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Did you catch it? God says you are dust, and to dust you shall return. God made man from the dust. God did not make man from an animal. We do not return to ape-like creatures when we die. We return to the dust. If God had made us from an amoeba, that through millions of years became an ape, and then through millions of years became a man and a woman, then wouldn't we return to being apes when we die? To be logically consistent, an evolutionist would have to say yes. But that is not what the Bible says. In fact, listen to Job chapter 10 and verse 9. This is Job speaking to God in chapter 10 and verse 9. Remember now that you have made me as clay, and would you turn me into dust again? Yes, from dust we came and to dust we shall return. Not from animals we came and to animals we shall return. This is all we have time to say about biological evolution, at least at this juncture in our ongoing discovery of who God is. At some time in the future, we will inevitably circle back to this. As we conclude, let me say that contrary to evolution, the Bible repeatedly affirms that life comes from life. It is a lie to say that life comes from non-life, the God of all life, The God who has life in himself. God breathed into man and into woman. And God brought to life all of creation. God. And he tells us directly and in clear and unmistakable language exactly, precisely how he did it. And then what happened to the creation and the people in it after it was all made. Genesis 1, 2, and 3. We are told that we must accept evolution as the only way to account for the origin of human life. Otherwise, we are not accepting, quote-unquote, settled scientific fact. The predominant voices in our culture make evolution sound so intellectual, and they make us sound like total idiots for even challenging evolution. In fact, and I hate to say this, And I have not spent much time on this, but many Christians have surrendered under this assault on our intelligence by accepting evolution and then forcing it into the Bible. The name of one such group is BioLogos. The false teaching is that God used evolution to create, but that is heretical because it is completely unbiblical. Friends, Do not give up and surrender to the dominant teaching of the culture. Stand firm on the word of God. Answer the culture with the Bible, even when there is rejection. The wise ones are those who believe God and his word. The fools are the ones who do not believe God and doubt and reject his word. Evolution is an extraordinary insult to the living God. Human beings are made in his image. How dare we say that we were actually made in the image of an animal? Well, we dare not. I am passionate about this because I see evolution as such a strong threat against you and your children. Evolution is evil Lucian, because it is a fierce attack on God and his word. Please be aware of it. And make your case against it whenever you hear it. I am praying that what has been shared here will be of help to you. And next time we will turn our attention to another debate in our culture. This on gender and sex. What does the Bible say? Well, join me then because God is. Thank you for listening to this God is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. mark at godisministry.org That's mark at godisministry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.